This is Cody Mack, voice of the Franklin Parish Patriots and co-host of The Extra Point on KMAR Thursdays during football season at 5 p.m. You are listening to The Extra Point Podcast, a playback of our weekly show. Don't forget you can listen live on Thursdays during football season only on KMAR, Mixler.com, and TuneIn Radio. Or you can check it out right here, The Extra Point Podcast. The opinions expressed in this program are those of the host and participants and do not reflect the opinions of KMAR. Welcome to the Extra Point. We're not even on, man. We're not on. I show that we're on. Second and goal from the one. They hand it off up the middle, and it's going to be a touchdown for Greg Bailey, who gets his first carry and the first touchdown of the year. Here's a snap. Now they're going to pass it. They're going to throw it. Banks is open, and Banks makes the catch. Touchdown, Franklin Parrish. What a great play. Play, Great play call, but the play was worked to perfection, Cody. Fourth down and six. LT's going to keep it. LT's got the first down and more inside the 10-5 touchdown. His second touchdown of the night, LT Major, (laughs) a 19-yard touchdown run. And welcome to another edition of the Extra Point right here on KMAR. Mixer.com and TuneIn Radio. We are coming to you live from the studios of KMAR on a Thursday afternoon. Getting you set for week seven of the LHSA football season. Cody Mack here. Matt Rose hey, over there. Hey, buddy. Nice, nice to see you. Yeah, good to see you. As it's officially the uh, the tail half of the uh, regular season schedule. Yep. That means it's middle of October. Feeling like October out there. Gonna be a nice evening for football. Homecoming tomorrow night over at Franklin Parish High School. Homecoming uh, uh, wasn't a great, really. A, well, for us, it, it wasn't too bad. We were indoors, but uh, a little rainy, a little windy last Friday night. Yeah. Cut down the crowds a little bit. In some places, worse than others. But uh, where we were at, it was just right. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, we were, we were tucked away, in a nice, comfortable. Had, had several uh, stragglers windless. had to join us because yes, they couldn't take the wind. Hey, look, it, it's tough. It's <laughs> tough when you're when you're not used to it yet, and you uh, have that first the first really hit, cold yeah. Friday. It's a really cool Friday. It wasn't right. really cold, cold, but uh, it was it was cool enough last Friday. And yep. uh, but that didn't stop the Neville Tigers last Friday night. No, it did not. Doing what they needed to do, and uh, very yeah. competitive game. It, first uh, first half. It was up until seconds, yeah. yeah, up until like seven seconds left in the in the second quarter. It's a fourteen yeah. nothing game. Franklin Parish. It looked like I haven't seen it. We'll talk with Coach McCartney here in a bit. We'll ask him about it. But it really kind of looked like the the touchdown right at the half, uh, right at halftime. Looked like maybe he was out of bounds. I don't know. But the uh, official. Yeah, it looked really like that. Yeah. But it certainly did one thing, and that sucked the gas out of the momentum. You know, it's the perfect storm. Franklin Parish. They're Two best DBs, arguably, are out of the game. They're yeah. senior leader in Troy Meadows, and Whitlock, of course, had the surgery earlier in the week. They're forced to play arguably the best pocket passer they'll see all year. Yep. And and Brister, and he certainly had quite a first half against them. But you're right, you hold them 14 to nothing. You know, you, you think there's a chance that you can one on one coverage there with the linebacker Alexander and the receiver, the chance he can get a hand on the ball or just push him out of bounds. 
you go in at half, two scores down, that, that's a huge win. I don't think anybody would expect that. Just didn't work out that way. And, of course, it, the ball started rolling downhill in the second half. Yeah, well, the uh, Patriots, uh, you, you would think at some point in time in the schedule it would get a little easier for them. Not tomorrow Not so much. night. Yeah, homecoming tomorrow night at Franklin Parish High School as they welcome in arguably, arguably what a lot of people are thinking is the best team in 4A football right now, the Bastard Rams. Well, I think they had a chance to be. I think uh, they beat Wachita a couple weeks ago. They certainly would be undoubtedly. Uh, I think that kind of made a little chink in their armor still, though. You know, they, a lot of people showing them love in the polls. And I think, you know, they were down for a few years, had a few coaching changes. They're finally getting it figured out. They've always had really fast players, great offense. Defense hadn't been great. Defense is very good this year. Yeah. You saw what they did to Evangel against Huntington yes. last week, holding the six points. So uh, certainly going to be a tough, tough go for the Patriots uh, on Friday night. But uh, you were in Baton Rouge on Saturday. I sure was, I don't yes. Know if, I don't know if you've seen this, but anybody that has uh, – is, is able to watch ESPN online. Go back and look at the sky cam from that game. It was amazing, uh, especially just watch the first 15 minutes as the uh, LSU comes out of the tunnel. Yeah. And then the sky cam, of course, is what's roaming overhead. Right. The stadium, you get a full view of really, I think, what it was like, the atmosphere, and how many people were were rocking that stadium. Oh, it, was, it, which it was a lot. In. I haven't seen a, a specific number yet on uh, how many people. You know, usually they'll post it to Twitter on how many – uh, how many people actually? How many tickets were scanned? Right, coming through the gate. I mean, it's actual, a, it was a sold out crowd, but you know, I mean, it's actual people in the state. That thing, that thing can hold a hundred thousand people, and I don't think there was a hundred thousand people there. Pretty close to it, maybe, but uh, I will say it was the uh, loudest crowd through four quarters that uh, I've seen in quite some time. Through four quarters, yeah, through the entire game, nobody, nobody left until five minutes left to go, maybe in the game. Um, that's when, you know, you could see a few people start filing out, trying to hit that early traffic out. But, uh, I mean, in the third quarter, in the fourth start of the fourth quarter, place was just as loud as it was in the first. Of course, uh, times have changed. It's not like the old days of Tiger Stadium where, you know, week in, week out, it's a crazy crowd. That's how they developed that reputation. It's not just Tiger Stadium. It's, it's like that a lot of places. Uh, you know, TV now, um, how much of a deal it is just to get to the, to the park, right. just to be – to endure it when you can just go home and get beat traffic and maybe watch the second half somewhere else. But when there's a game like this, when there's two top ten teams, when it's bad blood, hatred, and the rivalry, the old girl gets dressed up nice. Yeah. And you saw that with yes. Frank with uh with Tiger Stadium on Saturday night. It, it was just a, a phenomenal game to watch, and I know it had to be fun to be there. It reminds me, this is by no means the Booger McFarland fan club show. Uh, yeah. Booger's a local guy, it's great. Uh we're not one to sing his praises constantly, for sure. Is he? Just because of Booger Mobile. I, I mean, think he said it from Monroe. I thought. That's right. Well, he grew up in Baton Rouge, according yeah. to him. But, yeah. uh, but he did something I really I really respected today. Of course, uh, Twitter is a chance for a lot of people to pop off and people can respond back, right? Sure. So uh, former Paul Feinbaum producer John Hayes says, let's, re- let's set the record straight. Ed Orgeron is a great motivator and recruiter. He deserves a lot of credit for LSU's success. But when it comes to on-field coaching, Dave Aranda and Joe Brady are the guys getting this done. Booger responds, I take offense to this. No one wants to give Coach O credit. He is in charge. Furthermore, when you hire a great assistant, isn't that their job? I, like, yeah. I mean, he's right. He's true. Lane Kiffin, Sarkeesian at Mama. You think Saban was calling those plays? Come on, John. O is involved where he should be on the defense. 
And, uh, you know, Hayes responds back saying Aranda's getting paid $10 million to coach up the defense. Brady has completely transformed the offense. Oh, he's a great recruiter, but he, what's he do? Coach the D-line sometimes? And Booger responds back. What does Dabo, Saban, James Franklin, etc. do on the field? Say to O, say to O, so to say O does nothing is to act like that's not the norm of all the other coaches. Not true. He's right about that. Yeah. That's what a head coach does. He's not saying it's not saying Coach O is completely responsible for their success. No, that's not what a head coach is. A head coach has a lot of assistance. He oversees. Everybody's responsible. But he Coach oversees. O is ultimately who gets the axe yeah. when they don't perform. So guess what? He gets the praise when they do. Yeah. Yeah. It, he oversees. That's what a head coach does. You've got offense coordinator, He's defense also the coordinator. the first to get fired. Yeah, right. you got defensive assistants. <laughs> you've you got offensive assistants. Now, you, you see a lot of, uh, especially in pro football, uh, when things aren't going right, it's a lot of the times it's not the head coach that goes first, right? It's always right. maybe the offensive coordinator or, uh, you know, in some cases, if the offensive line is not playing well, they will relieve the offensive line coach from his duties and, and find somebody that's, that's else to like take that always like the probation is what that is. So yeah. we're, give, we're not going to fire you yet, so we'll give you a chance to get it right. So yeah. fire whoever you think right. you need to replace right. before so we fire you if you don't fix it. So where have the problems been in the past at LSU? It's, it hasn't been the defense. The defense has always kept them in games at, against Alabama, against you know right. Florida. It's always been close. It's always been the offense that can't get over that hump. Last year, the least amount of points – Alabama scored up until that point in the season was the 27 against LSU. Their defense did their job. Their offense didn't. So what does he do? He goes out and gets Joe Brady. He he allows Steve Ensminger to do a little bit more offensively. Now, there's a lot of people that will say Joe Brady's running the offense and not Ensminger, but I think they work as a team. And (laughs) In my opinion, I I think there's a lot lot that they do together to get it done. I think you may be right there. I also think that you – it could say that Coach O's really good friends with Steve Ensminger. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. Here's the bottom line: pay Joe Brady whatever he wants. I, I don't know how you keep that guy, but keep him. Yeah, because because he leaves this success leaves. Uh, it does. He, he he is single-handedly responsible for the LSU's passing game. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what Steve and him do. How they work it out on Saturday. I'm sure they do have some sort of system, bounce it off each other. Yeah, but you. This guy's going to be highly sought after from bigger schools with bigger paychecks right. if you don't try to keep him. So, yeah, I, something they're going to have to address in the offseason. I, I think they will. I don't think Brady himself is ready for. He's twenty nine. Yeah, he's. He's what? Look at Lincoln Riley. I mean, well, yeah, but you know, he he's kind of following that same mold. I, I just I don't I'm not sure if he himself probably feels like he's ready for that. That big of a leap yet. I mean, yeah. you're going from. Well, the thing is, he's got those ties to Sean Payton. Yeah. He's like Sean Payton's Wonderkin. He, he was his, his, under his tutelage, under Drew Brees' tutelage. And then, you know, of course, they, that's how they found him. That's how LSU found him. And uh, they bring him out of there. So he's got ties to guys like that. He's, he's certainly a huge name in college football now. There's going to be people knocking on his door. Whether it be, whether it's jobs he should take, I don't know. But it's going to be somebody willing to give it to him. Yeah. Now, on the on the flip side of that, you got to say, all right, Joe Brady's got a lot to do with it. But we all saw what Joe Burrow did in the last half of the season last year after that sure. Alabama game. So I think a lot of credit has to go to him for the work that he put in the offseason to make sure that he's 100% better than what he was last yeah, year. Yeah, I said this couldn't happen without Brady 
Same way with Burrow. Without Burrow in there, they would they wouldn't be doing this either. No. Uh, Miles Brennan, I don't think could be putting up the type of numbers. No, uh, no. Joe Burrow. I, I don't know if he maybe he will. I don't know. But this is a special aligning of the stars. For saw a video. Saw a video the other day uh, back in the summer. All of the receivers they called it the summer of a thousand catches, ten thousand yes. catches, or something like that. And it was like it was crazy. So they had this this door that they would open up and the receiver would be standing on one side of the door yeah. and the jug machine on the other. And as soon as the door was open, they shot the ball and you had to catch it. Kind and of around the corner of the door frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah you had to see it. Mm-hmm. And the goggles that they used to where, you know, you had to you had to have quick hands when it got right there because you couldn't mm-hmm. see it out of the side. You had to see it when it got there. And it teaches you how to make it's, it's really amazing. difficult tech catches. It's amazing. Which but, is, you know, some of that stuff Joe Brady probably brought from – Sure. New Orleans with him. I mean, a lot of the ideas, I mean, you can see a lot of, uh, of Sean Payton's, you know, late, let Drew Brees air it out. We've seen a lot of that this year. So I'm excited for uh, the next couple of weeks. Uh, they, oh, yeah. They should have a breeze this weekend with Mississippi State. What has uh, happened I, there? I, I say that's, that's that. A, that's a guy on the hot seat right Yeah, there, I say that, but you got you got Georgia, South Carolina that happened last weekend. So, you know. You yeah, but this, this is an awful Mississippi yeah. State team. It, it is so far removed from the Dan Mullen team's. It's not even close, and and you know even the Mississippi State fans they know what's what's yep. coming. Uh, the cowbells won't be ringing much on Saturday. Yeah, but then the, then you got Auburn bye week, yep, big Alabama, game. big big games. Next two out of three uh, after this Saturday, the uh, two three weeks, the next three weeks are going to be. Uh, this, it's going to tell the tale for LSU. Yeah. I mean, you got Auburn. Their defense is coming in. They're pretty good, but Florida was able to do a lot against them. Uh, Florida just turned the ball over against. Auburn, you know they they fumbled yeah. it there. They gave it away, gave away opportunities. Finally pulled away at the end. I don't think you're going to get that out of Joe Burrow. I don't. Mm-hmm. He's he's one of those guys. He protects the football. Our, uh, a couple passes Saturday should have been picked off, but yes, he protects still it for a, the most part. Still had a great game. Our, our trucker friend Double J says Joe Burrow for Heisman. I saw the odds today. Still right behind Tua, steadily going up. Uh, the crazy part is he was sixty to one at in week two. Yeah, and now he's like three to one. Yeah, basically. Get get ready that that is going to be your Heisman game. They're gonna oh, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna wreck that up as well. Two has been building up to this. You know, um, it's going to be hard to knock him. The LSU game, it's going to tell the tale. If LSU defense can go in there and rattle him yeah. and knock him off, you're right. That's the that's going to be the game which one of them passes the other one, and the other one solidifies their outright Heisman front Absolutely. runner. Absolutely, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Wait, wait, watch out for Jalen Hurts. They're going to keep trying to pump him up as oh, the yeah. season goes along. Yeah. Well, as, you know they should, I guess. Uh, we're just getting started here on the Extra Point on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, when we come back after the break, we'll run through the prep scoreboard from last week, get you set up for week seven as well. Still to come, uh, head coach Whitney McCartney will join us from Franklin Parish High School. You're listening to the Extra Point. You're listening to the Extra Point Podcast, a playback of our Thursday show on KMAR, Mixler.com, and TuneIn Radio. Tune in Thursdays at 5 p.m. for the Extra Point. Now back to the show. the extra point 
welcome back to the Extra Point right here on KMAR. Streaming online at Mixler.com and TuneIn Radio. You can hear us every Thursday, 5 p.m. right here on your home for Patriot football. And then on Friday nights, we'll have all the coverage for you right here on KMAR Mixler and TuneIn as well. If you ever miss an episode of the Extra Point, you can catch us on many available streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, many, many more. So tomorrow night, Patriot Stadium, Bastrop Rams coming in for homecoming. Is it next week? And then Huntington, is that right? Huntington, Huntington at Huntington. At, which is at Independence Bowl, which is – I don't know if you knew that. They play at the Independence no. Bowl. Yeah, so we get to go to the Independence Bowl. Fantastic. week. So you check that off your bucket list. And uh, then Sterlington, right? Uh, Sterlington and then Minden. And Minden. Both of those games, Sterlington, Minden, at Franklin Parish High School. So, Great. At Patriot Stadium. So we'll get to uh, – in the regular season at home, and uh, who knows, Matt? The Patriots uh, right now sitting at number thirty-six in the power ratings. Um, you know they've they played a, a really tough schedule. Uh, I yeah. don't know wins and losses what their opponent's record is this year. You well, know, all together. Well, Minden well, is five and one right now. Yeah. Okay, so Bastrop's five and one. You have Huntington who's three and two. Lost to Bastrop by two touchdowns last week. Yeah. Sterlington, the number one team, plus three yeah. A. Uh, Pretty good. Neville is uh, four and two after right. last week. Um, Caldwell is five and uh, one. Five and one. Um, Richwood not so much. Richwood not so much, but Gina. Lasalle's Gina's, three and three. Uh, Gina's what four and two we're now. Are we getting points for Lasalle? Are we? Because they're one A school. Uh, yeah, only their wins. Okay. If they if they still though, I mean, you put a combination of all the wins and losses from every team you played. It's going to be over five hundred. Yeah. And you got some pretty good power points with some some teams in 4A there. So, yep. Uh, who knows? They, I think they'll probably sneak in. Sneak in, and uh, it'll be, you know, we'll find out in the next few weeks. But uh, right now, currently sitting at 36, uh, just on the outside looking in, needing to get to that number 32 spot as we go through the prep scoreboard from last Friday night. Uh, we start off with that Neville-Franklin Parish game as Neville shut out Franklin Parish. Second straight week, the uh, Patriots have been shut out 41 nothing. the final score there. Yeah, got to get on the board next week. Uh, find a way. Because, you know, obviously Franklin Parish just has struggled one-dimensionally they've they've really not been able to pass the football which teams see week in week out looking at that huddle film yeah. got to find a way to shock them this week i think you got some young quarterbacks some guys that can put the ball in the air you know maybe troy meadows gets healthy work him back in the offense uh figure something out to get some points on the board get some a little bit of confidence in this offense yep mangum uh they improved to five and one Ooh, on the man. year 47 to eight over ravel been a long time since mangum's beat ravel like that ravel has owned them uh, for the past 10 years in this rivalry. Regular Mangum. season. Mangum, yeah, in yeah. the regular season. And Mangum just really unloaded after kind of getting embarrassed on the road over in Vivian, Louisiana, the week before, you know, giving up almost 70 points. So um, getting back on the right track as uh, they're heading in or in the heart of district play now, really, for Mangum. Uh, Del High Charter with a 26 win over Beekman Charter. Uh, Delta Charter beat Del High 36 12. Yeah. I think a huge win for uh Blake Wheeler team that started out, I think, 0 4. Two wins in a row over Sicily Island and now uh, over Delhi. So uh, on a, on a winning streak, Storm. A couple of games uh, last week that we were keeping our uh, eyes on the Caldwell Spartans. Yeah, uh, defeated the Gina Giants in the last Dramatic minute fact. win. And yeah, of course, Cody. I picked Caldwell, but I would never would have done that if I would have known that DJ Sheffin didn't play. <laughs> that was the whole reason I picked him. He got a two hundred thirty pound back that ran for like two twenty against us. 
I knew that guy's an X factor, and he didn't play. He's out for the year apparently now. Wow. So that, that might hurt their chances. But they subbed in, you know, a, a second string guy who ran for 180, did pretty well. So uh, big win. Been a long time since Kyle Wells beat Gina. Uh, Faraday defeated Madison 60 to nothing last Friday Jeez. night. General Trask got the one point win over Vidalia 13-12. Oak Grove over Tensaw 52 to 12. St. Fred scored though. I yeah, mean, that's what that's what surprised me when I read yep. that. Tensaw scored 12 <laughs> points. Yeah, they got a couple of touchdowns at mm-hmm. least. Don't have a kicker, but <laughs> no. maybe they went for two. Who knows? They got uh, a three-point shooter. Though. That's right. Uh, St. Fred's defeated Cicely Island 30 to nothing. The other game we had our eyes on last week, Sterlington and Union. Yeah. And uh, this one, with no time left on the clock, Sterlington down by a point. They went for two. And got it on the last play of yeah. the game. Score the touchdown. 18-17. You have a chance to kick the extra point, which they got an extra point kicker, obviously. Yeah, obviously. They want to go for the win on the road in Farmable. Yeah. Get it done. And uh, Sterlington continues. Their dominance has not lost a game in 3A to a 3A opponent since they've been in that classification. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, let's see. Rustin all over Pineville, 63-14. It was Carr defeating Wasman. That was last Thursday yep. night, 41-28. OCS over Cedar Creek, 42-6. to mm-hmm. uh, Bastrop beat Huntington, 24-6. to Carroll over Richwood, 25-14. That game was actually a lot closer yep. uh, than the score shows with uh, a few minutes left to go in the game. Uh, West Monroe went to Alexandria, got the win, 19-7, but it was tough. Shot, uh, to me, Alexandria has a lot to positives to pull away from this one. You held West Monroe to like 240 yards. I think Ash, though, a high-flying Bachman offense, yep. only getting 210. Uh, so West Monroe was able to limit them, but you know, able to hold it within two scores, showing that they're certainly improving in that two five A district. Ash is West Washita moved up to a five A, and their first five A district game did not go as planned. Washita defeated them forty one to seventeen. Speed, um, we knew the speed would just be something that West Washita hadn't had to deal with in those first five games. With they've won five and zero impressively, but just a different gear those skill players for Washita has. Um, Haynesville over Arcadia, 21-12. Red River over Winfield, 30-27. Junction, Junction City uh, defeating Darbonne Woods, 68-12. LaSalle over St. Mary, 36-34. And uh, Prairie View Academy over uh, Franklin Academy, 58-16. Yep. Um, as we uh, take a look at this week's scoreboard for Week 7, starting tonight, uh, the 3-3 three and three LaSalle Tigers will host Block, who is 1-5 on the year. And uh, Carolyn Caldwell tonight, four and one Bulldogs versus the five and one Spartans. Yeah, a good district game here uh, for Caldwell down Carroll's district. Of course, they used to be in that weird of Oils Sinla district. Uh, this will be a good one on the pick'em a little bit later. Uh, mm. Had a hard time with this one. Of course, we've seen Caldwell. Of course, they treated me good last week. Hadn't seen Carroll in in person this year, but have read about them. And I think you're going to see two very equal teams tonight. So uh, a good one. Over across the river, if you feel like a little football. Um, and of course, uh, ta- starting tomorrow night, homecoming at Franklin Parish High School. The two and four Patriots host the five and one Rams. And uh, you know, we we talked about how hard it was for this offense to uh, score points against Union. Of course, that was a shutout loss. And then uh, last week, same thing. Uh, really had a, an impressive seven minute drive to start the game, yeah. uh, but couldn't get any points out of it. And that just kind of set the tone for the night. No turnovers last week for the Patriots offense. They just couldn't get anything going against Neville's defense. Uh, Bastrop, though, you can expect to see a whole lot of speed tomorrow night. A whole lot of speed and uh, a lot like we're used to the past couple years, except their defense uh, bringing back a few big boys on the front line. And that's something that, 
you know, Franklin Paris is going to have to find uh, a couple other ways than, than catching them off guard and, you know, on those uh, on those runs, which, which let's face it, they're going to get some big runs they did against Neville. But you need a little more than that when you're – when you got teams like Batrip that can key in on that and just use just out physical you because they they're bigger and they have more depth than you, uh, going to have find, have to find some way to kind of get them on their toes a little bit, keep the ball out of their hands. That's going to be the main thing, you know. I think keep the ball seven minutes on the first drive, so Batrip can't really hit you with those uh, quick plays. And, you know, get them off their feet, get them into the second half, and stay in the game. We'll be talking with head coach Whitney McCartney coming up in just a bit. Mangum at 5-1. and one. They're traveling to General Trust. Uh, it's 4-2 and two on the year. 4-2, and two, but you beat Vidalia 13-12. That worries me for Trask tomorrow night. Uh, Mangum coming in averaging about 40 points a game. It's going to be a tough night. Uh, Ravel at 1-5. and five. They're home against 3-3. Uh, three and three. Gator team from Delhi Charter. Uh, Delhi will be at home against Sicily Island. Uh, Vidalia traveling to Faraday. This, uh, of course, last that? year was a shocker, but I don't, I don't think you'll see that this year. Yeah, that's uh, was a real shocker. Of course, that was D. Faircloth's Vidalia Vikings. This yeah. is not. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough night for the Vikings against Stanley Smith and the Trojans. Um, let's see, Tensaw at zero and six, traveling to Delta Charter. Um, St. Fred's is four and two. Cedar Creek's four and two. That's tomorrow night. OCS at five and one, hosting the four and two Oak Grove Tigers. That'll be a good one to watch. Arguably, two of the best programs in Northeast Louisiana, small school programs in Northeast Louisiana football history. Uh, just think of the number of state titles between them. I mean, it's got to be in the double digits. So uh, certainly going to be a good one tomorrow night over on the new turf. One sixty five. Right. Um, uh, let's see. Gina will be at home against Grant tomorrow night. Minden will be at home against Neville. Um, that a District 2-4A contest yep. there. Union at 3-3 three and three, traveling to 1-5 Richwood Ram team. Uh, good luck, Rams, on that one. That's, you're yeah. fixing to see a really good team tomorrow night. Um, let's see. Uh, Washita at Ruston tomorrow night. Uh, Wasman will travel to Sterlington, take on the Panthers. West Washita and West Monroe tomorrow night. Both yeah. teams are five and one, but yeah, you'd have to say a very and Jeff far Johnson, apart Jeff Johnson and logic. I know you out there listening, Jeff. Just looking at the record, probably wouldn't be a good one to judge this one by on a pick'em. Nah, nah, not looking at the record. You may, you may have had to pull up the power ratings on this <laughs> one to get a good look at it. Uh, Haynesville's three and three. They're traveling to a one and five Lincoln Prep team. Winfield will be at Bunky tomorrow night. Um, Beekman at Madison. And, here's uh, Madison's. Ch- here's your chance, Madison. Here's your chance. Yeah. Here's your chance. You won't get any for the rest of the year. Here's your chance to get the. Oh, it? Beekman got their first win of the year was the first a couple weeks ago, ever. and it sounded like they won a state championship on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Those guys were yeah, crazy. I think the coach cried. Was that was that the first win ever in their program? I don't could not have been. Think right? so. I thought they had one before been. this year, but it, it oh, sounded like it. It was it was really really weird. And Arcadia uh, is at home against the Magnolia School of Excellence. Um, yeah, at Hogwarts. <laughs> yes, I don't, tomorrow night. I don't think Harry Potter and the boys are going to get a dub this season. Well, I mean, there you go. If, they, if anything, this is their chance, man. Arcadia is one not, in five. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. All right. The no, crazy thing is, no faith in Hogwarts. The crazy thing is that Dumbledore. <laughs> they were on the. They played Evangel earlier this year. Like, why would they be on the schedule with Evangel? I don't know. Uh, they're a Shreveport school, I guess. Yeah. That's is this their first year ever? First year. Okay, okay. That makes a lot of sense because I've never seen Never that. heard of <laughs> Never heard of Dumbledore School uh, of Excellence. Never seen it. Never seen it. Yeah. Uh, there you have it. Prep scoreboard for uh, 
this Friday night. Of course, we'll be at Franklin Parish High School tomorrow night. Pre-game, 6.30, kickoff, 7 o'clock, homecoming night at Patriot Stadium. Oh, the pageantry. Oh, the joy. Oh, the 30-minute oh, just <laughs> We've had about three weeks of it. But, hey, it's going to be a great night for football. I was looking earlier. Uh, you know, no, no rain clouds. No, it's going to be uh, a- Shouldn't be cold. Shouldn't be hot. Should get on out there and support the Patriots as they'll be on the road the week after and then home to finish off the year the past two weeks at sure. home in Patriots Stadium. That's right. Hey, we'll take a break. When we come back, head coach Whitney McCartney going to join us on the phone lines as we uh, discuss Franklin Parish and Bastrop tomorrow night at Patriots Stadium. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Extra Point Podcast, a playback of our Thursday show on KMAR, Mixler.com, and TuneIn Radio. Tune in Thursdays at 5 p.m. for the Extra Point. Now, back to the show. It's the Extra Point. It's time for the Coaches Segment with Patriot Head Coach Whitney McCartney. Welcome back to the Extra Point right here on KMAR, Mixer.com, and TuneIn Radio. It is uh, Cody Mack here, Matt Reynolds there on a uh, Thursday afternoon, uh, the day before homecoming night at Franklin Parish High School. The Patriots will be uh, inside Patriots Stadium. A coach's favorite time of the year. Yeah, yeah you, gotta, you, you know as a coach you got to. Hey, go, hey, coach, you got 16 players injured, and you got Bastrop coming up, and it's homecoming. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what you want to hear, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, joining us on the line, head coach for Franklin Parish High School, Whitney McCartney. Afternoon, coach. How you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? I love mass optimism. I know. <laughs> no, I, I'm a realist, coach. Uh, sometimes that's, that's a negative thing. But, yeah, it's just like uh, I know what homecoming week is like for a coach, and normally you don't – you are used to how, how back in the day scheduling was. You didn't have to – play a team like Bastrop homecoming week but that's just the way it goes nowadays for Franklin Parish. Yeah it just kind of fell on that week you know um, but you know it's, it's one of them deals still gotta get the game plan together go to work and come out and play the ball game man. That's right Co- coach how you know I, I know we've, I don't know if we've ever talked about this with you I know we've made uh, comments about homecoming week but uh, all the festivities going you know how hard is it uh, throughout that week to keep those guys focused and, and not get them in you know, in a different kind of uh, mood because it's homecoming week. Well, our I gotta say, I brag on our administration. They do a real good job of spacing things out. And unfortunately, we had some rain. You know, so there were several things that were canceled. You know, but uh, Mary Kate Bland, who you know, kind of took the thing over and did a lot of delegating here and there. But you know, she did a real good job of spacing things out. So you know, we weren't missing practice or having to rush practice up or anything of that nature. So. Uh, it really wasn't that big of a distraction. I didn't feel like, 
you know, during the week. So, but tonight, of course, is the big show, you know. So, yeah, I don't know what what they're doing tonight. I'm not I'm not there at the moment. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, Coach, uh, you will be there tomorrow night when the Patriots get set to take on the Master Rams, and it's been a couple of uh, a couple of tough weeks in a row for you guys, uh, you know, offensively, and then of course um, defensively. You're able to to still kind of hang around. Uh, going back to last week against Neville, you know, it's fourteen nothing with seven seconds left on the uh, clock in the second quarter, and from our our viewing point, it looked like the guy maybe didn't get his feet down in the end zone or one foot or whatever it takes. You've seen the film, uh, so you yeah. can correct me if I'm wrong. But um, you know, kind of a kind of a dagger right there at the end of the first half. Oh, no doubt. It just seems like, and it means almost every year that we ever play Neville, they get one score right before half, and it's like they just always take the momentum with them. Um, no, he did get his foot down, but before the play, Coach Kidd, our defensive backs coach, came over and you know even took. Terrence Richardson, you know, one of our best athletes, and said, look, they're fixing to run this smash concept into the corner, puts, puts him right there where it is, and Terrence makes an unbelievable cover, goes up with the ball, and it's just uh, it's just a really good quarterback making a really good throw to a good receiver, and he threw it exactly where only his guy could catch it, and uh, watching on film, he did get his foot down. Well, Coach, y- y'all did face probably the best pocket passer you'll see all year in Brister, and he had to be licking his chops because we know we've already mentioned the injuries, of course, and with Troy and Whitlock mm-hmm. out. You know, there's guys out there that weren't even, you know, on the roster, some freshmen that were having to play one-on-one with these Neville wide receivers. But having said that, in the first half, hung with them pretty well for the most part. And the defense yeah. – and the, but as far as the defense, Coach, it just seems like the Neville def- offensive line was able to really keep in check the defensive line that's kind of uh, wreaked havoc – against some teams earlier in the season and when they've done that it's allowed for the defensive secondary to really get some uh get some breaks because it forced some bad throws and it right. really weren't able sure. to get a lot of pressure uh, on the neville quarterback brister yeah they well they changed up their protections a little bit um you know not only do we have two safeties out but uh, we had to have two kids who've never played db that just Which came I'm, over from mm-hmm. receiver that we had to put at db you know that last week and they're gonna have to do it again this week and uh, Jaheim Brown and A.J. Ward, and we've even had to convert two of our halfbacks over who are going to have to go over and be able to spell either one of those guys if needed this week. You know, it's just uh, it's an unfortunate deal uh, with the injuries, of course, but I, I give it to Neville. They they changed their uh, protections up, kept two backs in sometimes, and, you know, took the matchups that we gave them. Um, and our defense hung tight. You know, offensively, we, we grinded out a couple first downs and was wasting the clock now, but we couldn't get the ball in the end zone when it counted. So, it uh, you know, after that first half turned the momentum, caught us in the second half, and they, they put it away. Well, Coach, uh, you know, going talking about the offense last week, uh, Gage Spinks comes back from that uh, horrible concussion that he had that held him out for a couple of weeks. Uh, he comes back into the mix, um, and, and the offense moved the ball. You were able to control a lot of the clock in the first half. Um, and, and, you know, another big stat throughout the game, no turnovers offensively. Um, and that's got to that's gotta be a, a big plus sign uh, going forward. It was. That was exactly what we, we talked about all week on offense. I, I told them, I said, guys, that you look back at every game we've lost here, especially Caldwell and Gina, you take away the three turnovers in both games, and it's a tie ball game. You take away the points off turnovers in the Union game, and it's a one-touchdown game. I said, so guys, it's, it's us killing us, you know. Our defense has played well enough for us to win. 
and offensively we just haven't picked up that end of the, the stick yet. So we were happy with no turnovers, and uh, we're going to have to have no turnovers against uh, Bastrop tomorrow night to have a chance to win this one. Well, Coach, tell us a little bit about Bastrop. Of course, there's been a lot of coaching changing over there over the past three or four years. You can think back to Bachman, but they've had a, a couple coaches since then. I know, has, has the mentality changed there? Has the offensive style changed for the Bastrop Rams that we're going to see tomorrow night? Not really. Um, what they had, they had an injury uh, to their starting quarterback after, I think, the first second week of the season, and they converted a, a guy who had played quarterback in junior high uh, who has a rocket of an arm. He reminds me of a smaller Dante Culpepper. He's probably about 230, 240 pounds, but he can swing the sucker all over it and he can run it. So they're uh, gearing a lot of the things around him, but they are, when I say an uh, old-fashioned bastard team, they're an old-fashioned bastard team that's got those two or three guys who can absolutely just fly. So for us, we got to keep them in front of us all night offensively. They, they can swing it. They can run it, so they, they've got the uh, total package over there. And defensively, they're not very, uh, shall I say, exotic. You know, they do what they do, but it's who they're doing it with. You know, and they've got some good-looking kids who are very physical, very strong. Um, you know, fortunately for us, one thing they're going to see is, you know, nobody's come after them. Everybody's been more your spread zone blocking a couple plays here and there, but no one's trapped them, midline them, fear anything of that nature like we do. So, we're hoping to go in and hoping to hit that big defense in the mouth. And for us, we just want to limit the de- limit their offense to big plays. You know, don't don't let the big plays kill us. Yeah, and then you, you talk about the quarterback being you know two thirty, two forty, and uh, you know, that makes you have to put a little bit more emphasis on wrapping up tomorrow night because right. you know it's going to take a lot to bring that guy down. Um, but uh, you know, you talk about the you know the passing and the throwing. Um, is that a, another area of concern? You know, even after a week of uh, practicing or two weeks rather of practicing, these guys should have a little bit more confidence in uh, playing against the pass tomorrow night. Well, no doubt because that's all we worked on all week. You know, no doubt they yeah. have more confidence. But I'm I'm proud of our guys. I think we've got a good game plan going in. You know, I I told our guys yesterday. Or I'm sorry, actually, I just told them today. Um, we had a, a big monumental win here years ago, and I remember us offensively having the ball for 71 plays. I remember us having the ball for 44 minutes of the uh, 43 minutes of the ball game, and I remember our offense gave up three scores, but uh, our defense gave up three scores. Where offense kept the ball the whole game and put three touchdowns and one one two point conversion up there with it, and we won by one point. And it was a big win, and I told our guys, I said, "That's how we're going to win this game tomorrow night." We'll have to keep the ball, drive length of field. We'll have to go for a fourth down here and there. We'll have to do some tricky stuff here and there. But, you know, we're going to have to keep everything in front of us on defense, the special teams not mess up. You know, don't let special teams beat us. So that's how we're going to have to, you know, come out tomorrow night and win the ball game. Well, Coach, me and Cody would absolutely love that. Absolutely. I, we called that game, and we would love another one tomorrow that's night. Right. That's right. Absolutely. Boy, so would we. Absolutely. Well, Coach, uh, we appreciate you taking time out to chat with us. Uh, good luck tomorrow night. Happy homecoming, Coach. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for what y'all do, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. See, he mentioned Dante Culpepper, and I just remembered, Cody, I saw him in college. I was uh, I was in high school, had a chance to go to a tech game when UCF Central Florida, back yep. before they were, you know. Yeah, the 2017 National Championship. Right, yeah. When they rolled into town, and Culpepper – put up 68 points on Tech, who was led by Tim Rattay, 
back then. Oh, got yeah. Timber Tape broke yeah. all the Bradshaw records at Louisiana Tech. So it was a 68-30, something like that. But wow. um, you knew then that he would be great. But I don't think anybody knew that he'd be paired with, like, Randy Moss and end up doing what they did in, in Minnesota for so long. But then he, it was just like a, a – wasn't a, for a one kicker. Yeah. One kicker messed that up. No, yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't like a run they had in in Minnesota. It was just like two or three years there, and it, yeah, and it was just that was it. But it was uh, they were they were tough to deal with for a little while. Well, you you know it's and we were talking about tomorrow night. You know when you've got a guy built like that, a 230, 240 pound quarterback. Uh, actually, I, I thought I thought I read that in the newspaper somewhere where uh, yeah, he was an offensive lineman. Yeah, and they converted, converted him. him and brought him over because he had played quarterback in junior high, so you know he he had to feel for the position. But I mean, you're talking about when you when you run those design quarterback keepers, and I mean that that's you gotta you gotta wrap up. You're not gonna be able to just no throw a shoulder into a big guy like that. Exactly, and I think that's been some of the trouble tackling wise that we faced against bigger ball carriers and we talk about dj sheffin it was a lot it's gonna be a lot like that with him tomorrow night sheffin's not that tall but he's you know was a bruiser he was a big jerome bettis type guy and it was tough getting him down well the patriots uh and the rams tomorrow night homecoming night patriots stadium will be there for the uh 6 30 pregame seven o'clock kickoff uh, right here on your home for patriot football kmar mixler.com and tune in radios where you can uh, stream it if you're going to be out of the coverage area and uh boy wouldn't it wouldn't it be nice to have one of those signature Ooh, wins tomorrow? That's gonna yeah be that, that's one of those games cody that you look over in the fourth quarter and you look at each other and you you don't even realize you've done a game because you've been nonstop having to talk and pay attention for the entire four quarters uh, it literally was a score every couple minutes and uh and you know that extra point or converted to point conversion made the difference and not only that just a couple years later it was the same exact thing and fp comes up on the opposite end of that because they missed an extra point yeah and they ended up losing like 55 to 51 yeah. or 52 it was a one so point it, 50 55 54 I yeah think so it it's a there. it's a lot of history here and you go back to even when fp first beat uh bastrop in bastrop and that was just a one point victory yeah so it's just so many tight games uh, a, lot, a lot of history here between these two squads it's gonna be fun uh want you to join us tomorrow of course homecoming night so come on out and uh support these uh, young ladies who have been voted by their peers to be uh homecoming maids and queens and and i, I don't know what they call them all now i salute so, to you yeah yeah um so that's that's gonna be fun and you never know homecoming night yeah, crazy things happen on yeah, yeah. Crazy it's, things. Uh, yeah. Mid-October. Yeah, we will not have you know hel- helicopters riding down on the field or anything, so don't expect anything like that. Yeah, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. Hey, coming up next, we've got our picks can pick them for this week, and uh, I think we got hey, Double J joining us from Texas. That's so. right, he's gonna be joining us from Cowboy Country. This is the last yeah. week he is first place. I'm going to call it right now. Are you calling yeah. it? Yeah. So enjoy it. Enjoy week seven, Double J. It's over after this week. Absolutely. Call it. Hey, I just got a game back. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> got a game back. Uh, picks get pick them. Coming up next. You're listening to the Extra Point Podcast, a playback of our Thursday show on KMAR, Mixler.com, and TuneIn Radio. Tune in Thursdays at 5 p.m. for the Extra Point. Now, back to the show. It's the extra point.
is the extra point. We're back inside the studios here at KMAR. Get your old foot tapping right there. That's right. That's right. Hey, roll with it. We've been here. We're rolling with it. It's another week of the Pigskin Pick'em. As we get set for this week's Pigskin Pick'em, joining us from Dallas, Texas, on the phone lines, the man, the myth, the legend. You better watch out. He's double clutching it. He's bounding <laughs> down. Double J on the, on the phone lines. Afternoon, Double J. Hey, just when you thought the terror was over, here I am. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Cody Maroney's running for mayor out there next year. Are you hearing anything about the local uh, the local natives about how Cody's going to do in the local Dallas election? Oh, uh, yeah. i tell you what, this is like Sean Payton territory here. Yeah. He Everybody I see, they say, if we could just get Sean Payton to be our coach. Hey, look, Jerry might have it in the works. Would that not? Well, I keep telling rights? him he just signed a five-year contract extension. He's not going anywhere. Hey, contract yeah, extensions yeah, don't, that mean, don't anything mean anything for anymore. Football. Nope. But nope. yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's going to be somebody different. But it's not going to be Jason Garrett for five years, uh, right? I don't. I, I told five more I years told of you Jason Garrett. Garrett you, you won't be. I man, told you. We're going to need to put yesterday. you in an asylum. Five more years I, of Jason Garrett. I, look, I'm not disputing that at all. I mean, that's probably going to happen. <laughs> but there's something in the back of my mind that tells me, you know, his contract is up three days after the regular season or the mm. final game. Is it going to take Jerry dying before? You know, Garrett gets the boot. I don't um, know. I don't know. But I can tell you that uh, nobody in Dallas. Fort Worth, Metroplex, wants that guy there right now. <laughs> Nobody does. Tell it I don't even think Jason Garrett wants to be here. Yeah. That's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, I don't, and, that, and that's another thing with him. You know, He wears a headset better than anybody in the league. Since, since week three, uh-huh. in week four at New Orleans, week five at home against Green Bay, and then week six last weekend, he there is no emotion on the sideline at all. It just doesn't – it just looks like he's there. I don't know what it is. I'll tell you what he needs to do. He needs to take his foot off of the offense and let Kellen Moore do what he did week one through week three. That's what got yeah. him there. Yeah, what happened with 30 that? 30-plus points three weeks in a row, and then you go 10 points week I mean, three, week four. You go 24 points, but really you a lot of those are probably garbage yard and scores. And then last week – you wait until five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Go, oh hey, yo, we can actually how quick do this. Changes in the NFL yeah. because you know the Rams and the Cowboys were the the top two teams in the NFC after the first few weeks, and look what's happened. Yeah, it's blown up. I don't know. I don't know. For Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Yeah, there's people saying Sean McVay's on the hot seat. I know. It's like how? <laughs> the guy went to the Super Bowl last year. Come on, man. I mean, he'll turn 17 next year. Give him time. Give him. Give him a break. All right, Double J. Um, as we get set for this week's pick skin pick them, uh, last week here is uh, what we did. Iowa went thirteen and two last week. Uh, Matt went twelve and three. Double J went twelve and three. So yeah. got me a got me a pick you back in the pick. Heart, Fredo. They did. They did. Double you J broke my heart. is still on top with a sixty six and twenty four record on the year. Matt one spot behind him, sixty five and twenty five. I got a little work to Coming. do. Sixty one and twenty nine. But for you. yeah, that's right. Double J. Uh, I don't know if you were listening via the Mixler or TuneIn app, but Matt said this is the final week that you'll be in the number one spot. Yeah, week seven. Enjoy your I reign. I heard him mentioning some, some of that yeah. stuff. But yeah. Enjoy hey, your reign. Look at my picks. I'm, I'm going 15 and 0 this week. Ah, Ooh, he, he's a killer. Look out. Easy. All right, well, Double J, we'll start with your first one. Caldwell at home tomorrow night against Carroll. I have to ask uh, y'all who I picked. It's been so long ago since I picked. I think I picked Caldwell in that game. You would think correctly there. Yeah. I did not know the big 230-pound running back was not going to be there, however. Yeah, I didn't know that last week, and I still picked him and got lucky uh, with the win over Gina. Yeah, uh, but 
this was one I really struggled with. I actually, I think I wrote down Carol and I changed it because I haven't seen Carol. Mm-hmm. I've seen Caldwell. I see, you know, Carol has, has had a decent year compared to years past, but Caldwell's had their best year, I think, and probably the run, the little run they've had, this has been their best year out of that little run. So I think they get the win because it's at home. Uh, I'll go with Caldwell, too. Uh, a game like this, you spoke about earlier, both teams are really close yeah. uh, as far as how they match up. I think coaching makes a, a little bit a, a bigger difference in games when it's close like this. Uh, Caldwell takes you're this saying, one. You're saying Tank Washington can't do it tonight just, for Carroll? I'm just saying Caldwell's yeah. going to win this okay. game. Right. Uh, we go to General Trask, Mangum. Coming in hot off a forty-seven eight win. Jeff, you have inside connections in Lake Providence. What do you know? I have not talked with with my buddy, who y'all are all familiar with. That makes uh, something up. <laughs> and and I think if you'll check, I picked both Mangum and General Trash. You, you, so. you absolutely did. You yeah, did. yeah, I just assumed you meant Mangum. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Mangum in this game. Was it too, you wasn't texting and driving, were you, Jeff? You can't do <laughs> no, that. No, I, I was I doing heard. my usual. Five-minute pick them. I heard oh. if you do that in the big rig, they, like, send down a dart in your neck. Like, <laughs> no, it's actually, yeah, like, don't do that. Of course, uh, I've been in class all week. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we'll just take it as you were tired. So. That's right. There you go. All right, Matt, Mangum or General Yeah, Trask? I like Mangum. I think they win big tomorrow night. And yeah, three scores. That, gear up for that showdown later in the year with Faraday. Yeah, three-plus. Three-plus yeah. scores tomorrow night uh, over General Trask. Take Mangum as well. And hide your mamas. Ah, uh, they coming. Apparently, coming. <laughs> Jeff's friend in general trash. OCS will be at home tomorrow night against Oak Grove. Uh, this is a big, big matchup uh, here for uh, the Oak Grove Tigers and the Eagles tomorrow night. Yeah, who you like, Jeff? I don't even remember who I picked, but I think I went for – did I not go with Oak Grove in this one? You did. Yeah, you did. and this is a game where you would think Oak Grove, what, they got the bodies physically – just going to wear OCS down. And, you know, earlier this year, OCS played Sterlington. That's kind of what happened. Uh, I think it's OCS is going to shock the world tomorrow night. Really? I think I picked them earlier this year against Gina. They put it on them. Thank you. This is my upset special of the week. Coming back. <laughs> yeah, I think OCS being at home, it's going to be the, one of those landmark wins to kind of christen the new turf over 165. Oh, all right. All right. Give me the fighting Fitzhughes and the Eagles. All right. Well, the uh, new turf over there, Oak yeah. Grove is used to the new turf because guess what? They got turf this year, too. Yeah, but it's not Monroe turf. I know. It's, I know. it's, it's West Carroll turf. It's different. Uh, but uh, they found a way to it's made out some, of corn some in mud holes. <laughs> right? Yeah, the corn. turf is actually made from, oh. a, from a corn derivative. Corn. I got you. I got you. All right, give me the, uh, give me the Tigers tomorrow night against OCS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sterlington at home against Wasman tomorrow night. Um, Double J. As the easy pick for me, I'm going with Sterlington in this one. Sterlington. Uh, Dean Smith and the boys, three and two on the earth, four and two on the year. Certainly had some good wins, some close games with, uh, of course, Carr, one of the state powerhouses. But uh, Sterlington, there's no reason to pick against them yet. They're still one of the best teams in the state, year in, year out, undefeated this year. They're at home. Numero uno. Yeah, I think Wasman has some trouble tomorrow night. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'll take Sterlington as well. Final one in the high school pick em. Uh We go to Ruston, where Ruston will take on a Washital tomorrow night. These two teams, I think, are both shocking. You know, you look back to the Bayou Jam, what we were told, you know, how bad Washtal looked. This is going to be like the most down year in over a decade. It really hadn't been at all. I no. mean, they're 4-2. and two. No. Uh, They've got some really good wins. They, they came close to shocking Neville. Didn't happen. Uh, but tomorrow they're they're facing a Ruston team that's kind of getting back on track after losing a couple games earlier in the year. Now three and three, 
blew out Pineville last week, and I think it's close, but uh, Rustin pulls it out. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Rustin as well. Uh, I think Rustin may be just a little bit too much for uh, Washtenaw on this one, just a little. Close game, though. Yeah. I mean, these are two close teams. Uh, Double J, who you got? Uh, give me those Bearcats. Bearcats. All right, Rustin, across the board. We head to college picks. Number nine, Florida. Traveling to South Carolina. South Carolina went to Georgia last Saturday. Told you Georgia. Shocked over the world. Uh, they, uh, Blankenship, he he never misses kicks gla- like that. Glasses, glasses is yeah. it? If you go wear glasses like that, you can never in. miss. You can <laughs> right? never miss. Those are huge. <laughs> <laughs> Big bifocals there. Uh, but number nine, Florida going to South Carolina. Florida, of course, only dropping a couple spots after that loss against uh, LSU. Still in the top yeah. ten right now. Um, is there any way the Gamecocks could shock the world two weeks in a row? Yeah, it's a way. Of course, you remember who uh, Muschamp used to coach for. He was the head coach of the Florida Gators. Dun, so dun, dun. Got a little something to prove there. But, you know, to me, Florida's quarterback last week was way better than I expected. He, had, I mean, he, he came to play against LSU. The defense is good. And this is a legit, I think, top 15, top 10 team. I think they bounced back after, uh, you know, maybe getting their feelings hurt in Baton Rouge and get the win against South Carolina. Yeah, I'm gonna take. Uh, give me Florida as well. I, you know, I don't know if South Carolina can do it twice, two two weeks in a row. I will say though that place will probably be rocking after oh, yeah. after the win over be Georgia. A, a last lot of sandstorm playing, yeah. which is that's their favorite song to play. Yeah, South Carolina. Yeah. If they pull this one off, they'll find themselves in the top twenty five. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, na, 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 maybe, na, na. maybe just in the top twenty. Na, 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 na. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Double J, who you got? Florida, South Carolina. I've got I've got good vibrations about Flo Rida. Uh, All right. I I like it. Uh, Utah at home against Arizona State. Um, Number 12, Utah. Number 17, Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State, the fighting Herm Edwards. Correct, sir. uh, Found themselves in the top 20 Mm -hmm. uh, right now. So uh, I'll go first. I'll take uh, Utah in this game. Um, You know, Herm and company have have done some really good work uh, since he got there to that program. Uh, But I'm not sure. They can pull it off on Saturday. The Utes get the win. The Utah. What is a Ute, by the way? Do you know? I believe it's a form of a Native American. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So. Jeff? I think, uh, and you'll have to correct me on this one, isn't this the one I made the mistake and picked the lower-ranked team? No. Uh, no, that's no. not. Oh, well, then I picked the higher-ranked team. Utah. <laughs> okay. So, Lee Corso, at the beginning of the season, picked Utah in the Final Four, in the playoff. Did you know that? Lee Corso did? Lee Corso did. What was he doing? Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Fire him. Herm Edwards, 3-0 and against while being the underdog this year. They've been underdog three times. They've they've won three of those games. You play to win the game. Hello? <laughs> Six out of the last eight meetings, Arizona State has beaten Utah, and they win tomorrow night. The fighting Herm Edwards get the win, knock Ooh. off Utah, and end Lee Corso's projection. Give me Arizona Ooh. State. Ah, hey, take it to the bank. Are you better out to the there? bank. Yeah. Plus 13 and a half, I would take Arizona State tomorrow night. Yeah. At 13 and a half. Yep. Uh, number seven, Penn State uh, at home against number 16, Michigan. Fighting khakis. We have been talking about how long Harbaugh can keep this going. Um, so far, uh, so far he's been keeping it. I think that ends Saturday at Penn White State. Out. Yes. White out. It's going to be quite the environment. Penn State, I wasn't a believer. I think they're going to be a, a tough team to contend with in the Their big Defense time. is always good. It's just. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think Penn State wins and wins big and probably puts the death nail in the Harbor era. Uh, Give me Penn State. All right, Double J. Is this game in Happy Valley? Indeed it, it is. is. 
it will not be too happy for Mr. Harbaugh. Ah, that's right. Uh, Penn State across the board. Uh, Oklahoma State is at home against number 18 Baylor. What is going on there? 6-0 Baylor Bears back in the mix. Of course, uh, you know, the Art Browse era was great for a while, ended with scandal. Yeah. And they've been down for a few years, getting things rocking again over there in Baptist country. Baylor Bears gets the win over, I'm a man, I'm 51. <laughs> He's 51. Yeah. It's 51. He's 51 now. Yeah. That was 11 years ago? Are you, uh, yep. Wow. Time flies. It does. It does. Uh, Give me the Baylor Bears as well. Double Jack. Who'd that pick? The Baylor Bears. Well, then that's who I'm going for. You can do it on the fly. Yeah. I'm not holding you to what you sent me yesterday. (laughs) No. Yeah, Jeff. We're not telling you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to guess yourself. We're not doing that. Uh, Last but not least in the college, pick them. Number 12, Oregon. Traveling to number 24, Mm. Washington. This was... This to me was a tough one to pick. Yeah, and or- have you seen Oregon play? A quarterback's uh, the first like a, game against Auburn. He's like a brontosaurus. That is an enormous quarterback, Justin Hebert. Um, yeah, I like Oregon. They they've ever since the loss to Auburn, uh, yes. week one, yeah. they've they've gotten better Rolled. and better and had a loss. So uh, I think they go into Seattle, over Lake Washington, and knock off Washington tomorrow. Give me Oregon for the win. Yeah, give me Oregon as well. Double J. If I accidentally pick Washington, just scratch that out and give me Oregon. <laughs> okay, we got you. All right. uh, I know there's one I made a mistake on. Uh, yeah, it's coming up. Uh, yeah, it's coming up. Uh, we go to the pro portion of our pigskin pick them tonight. Thursday night football, the Kansas City Chiefs coming off of two losses in a row. They lost to the Colts two weeks ago, mm-hmm. lost to the, the, uh, the Texans last Sunday. And, and what was the, the formula there? The defense got after Patrick yeah, Mahomes. Yeah, hit he was hit falling him. and limping all around the place by the end yeah, of the game. Unfortunately, the Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes has been dealing with an ankle injury, but they have yeah, no backup. They say, that, they say that Mahomes on one foot is better than the backup on two. So. <laughs> could be, that could be very true. But, hey, uh, hey, by the way, NFL prime time, buddy. It's everything. You know, obviously, it's not Tom's not back. But it is yeah. everything it ever was and more. Yeah. It's it's worth it just to, to get plus just to watch that. How many times did you get the rumbling, bumbling, stumbling? I've only heard it rumbling, once. Bumbling. But he's he's as good as he's ever been. Yeah. He's actually better than he was toward hey, the end of his it's last amazing. run. Take a couple of years off, see what yeah, happens, he, man. He's inspired. Berman's doing great. Uh, Chiefs at Broncos tonight. I think uh, I think the Chiefs get back in the yeah. win column tonight against the Broncos. No, no way to think the Broncos can do it. Yeah. I think I went with KC, fellas. You did. You're, I mean, you're, that's where I move up a game on both of you. That's your homie. There. Wrong. We all picked the Chiefs. Yeah, all all the way across the board. Well, uh, he's got good insurance. I know that much. <laughs> Green Bay Packers are at home this weekend against oh, the Oakland Raiders. Raiders doing better than I people so, thought. I was so close yeah. to going upset special here on this one. I'm with you there. I, I think if it wouldn't been anywhere but Lambeau, I, I probably yeah. would have went Raiders too. They would have went in London. You yeah, know, just, exactly. I mean, I think they're they're. Where they are right now in the season is a plus for them compared to what most people, yeah. most people thought they would be. Yeah, I, I guess the Packers are kind of like one of those teams like, okay, I guess. They keep doing it. They're 5-1. and one. They keep finding ways. Yeah. You know, Monday night, there was the help from the referees. Yeah. Uh, the two um, hands-to-the-face penalties that was so, not hands-to-the-face. <laughs> but they say it's the neck or head area. And I don't know. You see the running back go down before he went in the end zone? Yes. You know how much money that costs people? A lot. A lot, my friend. Yeah. They would have covered. So, 
There you go. There's that. Just think about that. If you don't think the NFL is rigged, <laughs> come on, man. Come on. What running back? What running back doesn't want to get a touchdown? I know you don't want to give them time, like a minute. They had a minute left, but you know, running backs think about those points, man. Yeah, yeah. Go get the points. Yeah, you're Matthew Stafford. Yeah. He doesn't have Megatron anymore. That's right. He's not going to go all the way down the field. He might, but he's got Gallup. He's got Galladay. He gets what <laughs> five yards a catch. So it doesn't matter. Uh, give me the pack here. Packs, packs across the board. Um, yeah, I went for the pack. You can't, you can't go against the the stash. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, old man stash. Yeah, young farm. stash and old That's stash it. now. Yeah. I mean, Minshew. Yeah, oh, young, young, young stash, stash and old stash. stash. Yeah. He looks uh, like a young double J out there. That, which one? Minshew. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I think man. You, yeah, you hit it on the nose. He, he well, Jeff. We know who he's going to go for Halloween. Harambe Rivera. <laughs> Have to bring the stash back out of mothballs. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. The Indianapolis Colts are at home against the Houston Texans. Both teams over the last couple of weeks uh, have defeated the Chiefs and yeah. uh, look better. Deshaun Watson looks better than he has all year. Um, yeah, this is this one was another tough one. But, uh, you know, Indianapolis kind of owns Houston. They do. And Reich's, yes. Reich's the right guy down there. He's, he's going to be a great NFL coach. I just like Watson. I think Watson is one of the most dynamic players right now in that in that division. I think he's the difference maker. The defense is good, but Watson makes this team b- believable to me. Hey, the way they finished last year, you can look. But uh, you know, just watching their game last week made, made me want think the Texans can go on the road and beat the Colts. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I think Jacoby Brissett is playing a whole lot better than a lot of people expected him in he preseason is. week he three is. when Andrew Luck called it a career. Uh, you know, it's yeah, been thanks. some. Yeah, he's got, he's gotten better. Yeah. Um, neck beard. Yeah. Uh, and and you just said Frank Reich has has figured out how to use Brissett. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a lot different than what he was doing with Andrew Luck. So, uh, I think the Colts continue this week um, with their dominance over right. Houston and get the win. Double J, who, what you say? I think I got those boys from Texas. You do. You do got those boys from Texas. I still want to call them the Oilers, the Houston Oilers. Yeah. That was a better name. Outer Blues, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they moved to Tennessee, and it was Tennessee Oilers, and I Earl guess they Campbell, could have brought Warren it back. Moon. Yeah, man, those were the days, man. You know, you know, they had that great theme song, the Houston Oilers theme song. It was great. Yeah. yeah Buddy, I don't remember Buddy Ryan will punch you right in the mouth. <laughs> he disagrees with the play had call. on the sideline. Uh, we go to Chicago, where the New Orleans Saints are uh, traveling up Wait. north to take on they the have, Chicago Bears. The Saints have not played well in Chicago. They haven't. They, they're not a team that plays well up there. But the Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky is depressing to watch out there. It's crazy to think they invested so much. Is he back yet? I think he's back this week. Is he back this yeah. week? This week coming back? So, they got a great defense. Obviously, probably the best defensive player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Saints have... I mean, they've got it done, but not making mistakes. They haven't been not, they've been anything great, but I think they continue this week. Very, very small margin, though. The Saints get the win. Jeff? Give me the Saints. This is the one that you picked wrong on, by the way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The Saints. All right, so, uh, yeah, so – Mitchell Trubisky is coming back. I haven't. I didn't, I didn't well, know that. That's a plus for the Saints. Yeah, yeah, that is a plus. I guess uh, what is not a plus is Alvin Kamara has not practiced for two days, mm-hmm. and his uh, availability for Sunday is still up in the air. Nobody really knows. 
We'll see what happens tomorrow because tomorrow is the final practice day. Teddy Bridgewater is going to throw for five touchdowns. Oh, you know man. that. You know that. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I, you know, I think I don't. I don't think this is where the Saints stop. But I think no. this is uh, this is going to be one of those games where it's going to be really hard to over- overcome uh, a better defense than because I think Chicago's defense is better than New Orleans' defense. And, you know, they've been the best defense for two years in a row. And uh, you know, the games that that Chicago has lost this year has been because the offense hasn't been able to get it yeah. done on their end. Uh, I mean, I'm, you're talking about a you know, single to, you know, teens. They're giving up points-wise, but their offense can't score. You know, the first week they had Aaron Rodgers beat up the whole game mm. and lose 10-3. to Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're a defensive player. Maybe one player, of them not watch football for the rest of the year. That's the, the great thing about the Bears is you don't have to be great on defense when you play them. They make you look great on That's, defense. Well, here's the key. Here's the key for New Orleans. If they want to win this football game, uh, they're going to have to not allow the Bears' defense to score points. Yep. Something they can't have something happen where Chicago scores points off of uh, off of a defensive play. It I can't keep having this feeling that one week we're just going to turn on the TV on Sunday and Drew Brees is going to be playing without nobody expecting him. I don't know why. Yeah. I just have this feeling. Well, he's got that. Well, in the day of modern like that, technology, it's probably well, I just, I just feel like that's something Sean Payton would do. Yeah, I, I did read today where when he does come back, he will have to wear a splint. Yeah. Doctor's orders on that, uh, on that hand. How is that going to affect anything? I don't. Who knows? But, um, but yeah, the Bears, the Bears defense is who we thought they are. Mm-hmm. They're really good. So it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I think the Bears pull it out in a close one. Um, and I think Bridgewater makes a couple of mistakes in this game. Here's the toughest pick of the week. No kidding. <laughs> Boy, I mean, almost – well, not anybody, but three or four teams, minus three or four teams in the NFL, I would pick against the Cowboys this week. But Eagles is one of those teams. I, I just – there's nothing going right for them either. And uh, God, Cowboys being at home, you just would think they'd write the ship. Well, if this game was in Philadelphia, I think I would have went the other way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you look at the at the yardage and the points-wise, you know, Philadelphia did go to Green Bay and beat Green Bay. Cowboys lost to Green Bay at home. Uh, Philadelphia blew out New York. The Jets, that is. The Jets turned around a week later and beat Dallas. So, you know, but two weeks, three weeks prior to that, you know, they go to uh, Atlanta and lose on Sunday. Yeah, he was. Uh, Sunday night football, uh, week two against Atlanta. Atlanta is one in five. They're terrible, I and their it. only win is against Philly. Uh, who knows, man? This is a toss-up. I went with Cowboys just because they're at home. But yeah, I had to go with my home team, the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Where you at right you're, now? You're, you're, yeah. you're a Dallas native at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if this game was in Philadelphia, I may would have went the other way. I, I think whoever's playing at home maybe has the advantage. Not the win, but the advantage. Yes. Uh, so there you have it. Pigskin picking for week number seven. Join us back next Thursday as we find out uh, that Matt overtook first place yeah, from maybe, Jeff. Maybe so, Jeff. We'll see. I don't know. I think I got this. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, all I can say is, is you know, don't rely on Oak Grove. Uh, the, the fighting fits you are coming tomorrow. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Oak Grove's pretty big. So. Jeff, yeah, we're well. talking about um, all the great Bastrop FP games as uh, tomorrow night the Rams traveled FP for homecoming. You can think seen back, some good ones. We've seen some good ones just in the recent like seven, seven, eight years. Some really good ones. You think back to Jeter. Yeah. Even last Google. year was a very good game. Uh, Patriots were ahead right before halftime. Uh, mm-hmm. Bastard scored right at halftime, then dominated the third quarter. 
I don't know if you were and, able to hear Coach McCartney, but uh, Bastrop playing in uh, a lineman at quarterback. Uh, apparently, yeah. Apparently played and some quarterback. Uh, in, from in what little bit I remember of last year's Bastrop game, of course, I ended up in a hospital that night. That's right. But uh, it seemed like Franklin Parish played very well that night. The offense Franklin Parish runs gives Bastrop fits because, like uh, Coach McCartney said earlier, nobody else really runs that against them. And, they're never uh, prepared for it. I know y'all remember a playoff game a couple of years ago where mm-hmm. Franklin Parrish just shot Bastrop yep. and won big in the playoffs. Yep, that's some right. Of, some of its biggest nights running a football game against Bastrop, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think my bet, well, it's two memories. Number one, the uh, Jordan Jeter kick. Yep. Uh, Jordan Jeter. Gave us the first ever win over Bastrop in Franklin Parrish history. In Ram Stadium. In Ram Stadium. A year later, Franklin Parrish puts up 494 rushing yards against Bastrop in a district contest didn't throw any balls that night either didn't have to didn't need to uh so it's gonna be fun exciting getting these two teams back together it's always a lot of points scored uh patriots on a skid though four eight quarters no points scored over the last two games so uh they're gonna they're gonna be looking to get uh on the board and get that offense moving in a in a direction they they play huntington next friday night uh you know that that is a winnable game for franklin parish uh, and then you finish at home with back-to-back games uh, against Sterlington and Minden. Um, so you know that Franklin Parish is, could could find themselves squeaking in that top 32 uh, before the season's over with, especially with all the power points that they got coming their way uh, towards By the end of the year. Squeaker, uh, squeaker, yeah. Uh, we may have to travel down to uh, Nola and uh, see some teams down there. Please, but. not Pearl River again. Please, <laughs> anywhere but Pearl River. Well, you know, it's a game. Franklin Parish, I know leaving that stadium that night felt like they should have won. Well, I can tell you what, the uniforms are still struggling. I mean, yeah. that was that was. The, I know leaving the game that night, I wanted my feet to warm up. No kidding, no kidding, yeah. Jeff. You were on. We don't the, we don't run the heater and 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 the. Uh, I was down there in the muck. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, certainly a, a night where you didn't want to wear whites and FP had on the whites. But, yeah, uh, yeah. No. That, that game FP should have won. We all know that. I mean, they treated it like a Super Bowl win there in Pearl River. But uh, that, you're right, Cody. Could end up down there again somewhere in that area. Could end, could end up. All right, Double J, be careful down there in the, uh, deep in the heart of Texas, all right? All right, man. Y'all have a great game. Think about me every now and then. We sure will. We'll do. And I'll be listening. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to all talk right. with you. All right, buddy. Uh, so there you have it, the final uh, word from uh, the uh, Double J. He has, uh, of course, said had his swan song last week uh, for the radio mm-hmm. and uh, the week before his final PA game. But uh, said he'll still join us for the picks when he can. Uh, of course, uh, who knows? He might be in North Dakota next week. <laughs> Never know. Never know. For us, we will be at Patriot Stadium tomorrow Indeed night. We will. Uh, Six thirty pregame, seven o'clock kickoff, right here on KMAR. Franklin Parish and Bastrop on homecoming night at Patriot Stadium. You definitely want to get there a little bit early. Traffic's going to be crazy as it always is on homecoming night. Uh, be careful out there. Um, you know, watch out for the kiddos while you're driving in. Please do. And uh, be sure to bring your radios with you. Listen to the play-by-play action as is being called live from Patriots Stadium tomorrow night. Uh, Matt, you can follow us on the Extra Point. Yeah, at Extra Point KMR on Twitter, at by Matt Reynolds, uh, at Real Cody Mac, and of course, uh, find us if you're not hearing us on the Tower of KMR. Find us on Mixer.com and on TuneIn Radio. Just type in KMR you and find us. Everybody knows that app. That's right. That's right. It's going to be fun tomorrow night. We'll see you at uh, Patriots Stadium. And until next time, next Thursday, 5 p.m., another edition of The Extra Point. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We're out.